Awesome. All right. All right. Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is Zaleda. And I'm Miranda. And this is the Sidekicks. Yay! Or Sidekicks. Yeah, Sidekicks, we're, plural. Woo! We're the Sidekicks. Hey. Spelled like Dark Side. Yes. Don't sue us. That one <laughs> band. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome back. Thanks for joining us a second time after the intro episode. Today is our first episode. Um, and we'll be talking about Batman TM. The Dark Knight Returns TM by Frank Miller with uh, illustrations. Oh, no, it just says Frank Miller with Claus Johnson. Jansen. Uh, hold on. I have the, the list okay. of the people. Oh, sick. All right. Written by Frank Miller. Uh, penciled also by Frank Miller, which you don't see very often in modern comic books. Not gonna lie. Uh, the inker was Klaus Johnson. Uh, Letter is John Constanza. Colorist Lynn Varley. And editors Dick Giordano, who left halfway through the project and was replaced by Dennis O'Neill. Interesting. I didn't know he left halfway through. Frank Miller is a personality. Oh, I'm sure we'll get into it. Uh, <laughs> with this, uh, you know, after reading this, I'm not shocked that he was a personality and a half. This was published when? 1980 something? 1986. 1986. Cool. So it's about 30-something years old now. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, no. Not my dog. I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. Yeah, no, this was published. Um, it was a limited run series. It is four issues. It was published from February to June of 1986. Making it 36 years old. Um, <laughs> quick mass with a Aha. calculator. Don't be a hero. He's a calculator. Um, my friend <laughs> who is in <laughs> my friend who's in finance told me that her professor said it. I'm like, oh, I'm sticking to it. All right, well, let's hop into it. Uh, Marina, do you want to lead the discussion uh, or fun um, facts? Fun fact. <laughs> uh, do we Frank want to start Miller. with a with a basic overview of the, like the plot, or do we want to talk about like the circumstances that led to this? Uh, I think let's do the overview of the plot, and then we can talk about the circumstances. Okay. <clears throat> in a world where we live in a society. I love it. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that's all. Literally, you can just, that's the book. That's yeah. the book. Uh, <laughs> violence, violence, violence. Yeah. You heard it here first. Weirdly placed, like homophobic slash racist slash misogynistic joke. <laughs> all, all of the things, all of the things yeah okay so okay maybe this how about have you read this before Miranda I did mm-hmm. um a long time ago and I uh I'd forgotten that I read it I know that I read it because I owned it so mm-hmm. I knew I had read it um and then also because in this like field of reading people like to check your facts so I just like know which Batman ones I've read because. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird trivia every single time you mention it. <laughs> um, but I did not remember much. I remember the Robin being a girl. I do remember <laughs> that. And then I remember that it was like dark and gritty, but mm-hmm. that's like Batman's whole thing. So literally I remember nothing because I think I read it 10 years ago. So <laughs> it's been a while. Right. The funny thing is, is I remembered Carrie Kelly. Like, I didn't remember this book. I didn't remember, like, reading it or anything like that. Like, I knew 
Frank Miller. I knew that like the Dark Knight Returns was important. Mm-hmm. I did not remember reading it, but I remembered Carrie Kelly. That's so funny. Part of so um I talked about how like my dad introduced me to comic books like last episode. Mm-hmm. And so part of him introducing me to comic books is he's a collector. And so like he just kind of hoards things a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that includes like um, both like the books themselves, like in the sleeves and uh, graphic novels. And so he has like a bookshelf that is almost entirely just graphic novels. And so um, I I would say, I want to read something. And he would just pull like three of them out and hand them to me, like a book report. (laughs) I love it. That's so cool. I want to, I want to do that. I don't have kids and it's like a a dot, dot, dot (laughs) at the moment, but I want to be able to have that ability. (laughs) Just like here, take this kid. Right grow up <laughs> Pretty much. it's like if the hand him hand if he handed you this book <laughs> i'm like oh shit okay that people definitely get murdered a lot yeah. of people get murdered in this book yeah well it was like it was a lot of the in a lot of ways it was sort of the foundation of our early relationship is like he would mm-hmm. hand me a book and then i would read it and i'm a voracious reader and mm-hmm. obsessive and then like i'd come back and we would talk about it like we had like a class discussion about what I just read. That's sick. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's cool. And so he gave me this, but this was before I liked, this was before, I think this was uh, like, I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself a lot. You're fine. This was before, like I had gotten into uh, the Robin characters. So like uh, we had a joke, we had a writing joke that like, I was a little kid. And I'm, I'm still very silly as an adult. And mm. it was only worse when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> Not worse. <laughs> I used to get into laughing fits. Like I couldn't, no, it, it's not really worse, but it is like, I had a lot of problems with emotional regulation. And when you hear mm-hmm. that, it makes you think of like, oh, rage or like throwing chairs. And it's like, no, no, no. I had like the opposite end problem. Like I would get into fits of laughter for like 45 minutes and I couldn't stop. Oh, that sounds tiring, Miranda. <laughs> I had abs when I was a little girl yeah I had abs from laughing I love that (laughs) dang what sports do you do competitive laughing yes (laughs) I could out laugh you any day you're actually the joker origin story oh my god I'm the real one Ah. so like we had a joke because I was very silly and upbeat and my dad is very like stoic and Mm. serious and kind of like pessimistic and grim Mm mm-hmm and so, and we would go on like weekend adventures. So like he was Batman and I was Robin, like Aww. cracking jokes. Oh, <laughs> that's and, so cute. And so I wanted to read a Batman comic book and this is the one he gave me. <laughs> and I did not remember any of the Batman parts of it. I remembered Carrie Kelly. Look at you staying true. Right. True to form, true to form. True to form. True I've, to I've always number. been this way. I never changed. <laughs> You're just an older version of that kid. But yes, in a world where we live in a society, it has been 10 years since the last known sighting of the Batman. It's, it's, there's, there's street gangs and a lot of news reporters. Oh, so many. <laughs> it's so many and all the same ones. I don't. It's, it was consistent. It, it, it served the purpose of the plot. It did. They're like, okay, we just need annoying. Mm-hmm commenters we need to make we need to make a criticism of the news cycle <laughs> infotainment is bad is bad Ooh, 
Boo boo. Whenever anyone tries to tell you comic books like aren't political, they're they're political. They've always he's been political. still alive. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. there's no way they're he's not. Uh, he's he was not only in his thirties. Like he was like thirty when he wrote this. He was this bitter. <laughs> in- Frank Miller is rough, man. Oh my god, he looks like. <laughs> He looks like Jeepers Creepers, bro. Every, <laughs> oh my God. every picture I'm looking, it's the little hat. It's what's getting me. Um, I don't know if I could describe it to you all. There's one. Okay. If you're driving, don't do this. If you're not driving, do this. Just look up Frank Miller and then look at the black and white photo and tell me. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, he, he looks like exactly what you would expect Frank Miller to look like. Yeah. Ace detective extraordinaire. Uh, oh, he wrote Sin City as well. Oh, and 300. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Ronan. And Ronan. Okay. He is now 65 years old, everyone, just so you know. Hold on. Let me text my husband to tell him to get the dog, please. I think they're, sorry, my family is over still and they're playing Nintendo Fit and she cannot be around us when we're playing it because she's like, it's playtime. <laughs> Let me jump on you. <laughs> oh my God. He looks evil in this picture. I'm telling you, I was not. Be, I it might have came out harsh, y'all, but he he looks like a caricature. He looks like someone who would live inside of the comic book. To be completely honest, I mean, yeah, he wears black clothes with strong shoulders and like a fedora. Yes, and then it's tilted down. Well, of course, it's tilted down. It's a hat is not a hat. If it's unless, unless it's tilted towards your eyes, <laughs> so your the ridge of your eyes always looks angry because you can't see the brow. Okay, so Frank Miller's still alive. He was in his <laughs> early thirties when he wrote this. Good to know. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has film credits. Mm-hmm. Cool. I didn't know any of this. Great. He's he's a gifted storyteller. It's mm-hmm. just also really rough. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, and it's rough. Like in a, I mean, there's points in the in the the graphic novel that like you're like, oh okay, like I see a point here, and like I see what he's trying to do here. Mm-hmm. It's not to undermine his work at all. It's just like now in 2022, it's kind of like, oh okay, yeah, maybe the news cycle has gotten worse from then. <laughs> yeah, it's it's he's also like I think like stylistically he's a very brutal storyteller mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like everything is is brutal there are no one's a good person there are no there are no rays of light no <laughs> there aren't it, he shocks you with violence after violence after violence with vignettes of violence and cruelty and even like the the scale of his drawings like he draws in uh inhuman scale everything is it like hits you in the face with it with itself yeah, yeah. Yes, you're correct. So, and you know, and he's he's only gotten more brutal as he got older. Has he? I haven't read any of his other work. Um, maybe I should read another one. So, um, when nine eleven happened, um, he got very anti-Islamic people, and it oh, shows. Oh no! In his works. Oh God. Okay, so maybe I, I won't read that. And like if I do, I'm not yeah. paying for it. <laughs> yeah, like, you know. <laughs> not giving him money. Sin City and 300 are both sort of like uh, comic standards, like in terms of storytelling. Like they're 
great books. He's a really gifted storyteller. It's just, he's really, uh, he got really into it later. And, you know, having read this book that was published in the eighties, like he might've always been a little bit. And then he just kind of got radicalized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As that happens. Yeah. Um, that sucks, man. That sucks. I hate, I hate, I hate that. I don't like it, but you know, he's his own person and I'm, I can't control that. So yep. today we'll be reviewing Batman. <laughs> uh by frank miller so <laughs> now that i know that it is going to uh, help me <laughs> make more opinions um yeah it's, so but um but yeah it's been 10 years uh the story opens and it has been 10 years since the last time batman has been spotted um bruce wayne for all intents and purposes has retired and is living the life as a a miserly old drunk yes he is <laughs> not your favorite grandpa (laughs) like bitter i was so confused okay so (laughs) here i'm gonna let you finish going over over the plot and then we can talk about little parts of the book so go ahead okay (laughs) yeah so um this is of course like it's this is not part of the main canon and it was never part of the main canon it was always kind of like this what if Mm storyline you know the virtue of being a limited series Mm -hmm. um but in this in this timeline, uh, Jason Todd died ten years ago. He gave up the cowl. Um, in essence, he retired. He no longer speaks to Dick. There's no Batman, and something went very wrong in terms of like the American political sphere, and the public turned on superheroes. So for all intents and purposes, the era of superheroes is over. Uh, Wonder Woman is back on Themyscira. A bunch of other like superheroes like jump ship or they get retired. And the only really active one that we see is Superman, who is an agent of the USA. Was um, this explained in the book? Uh, throughout the process of the book, it's 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 implied, but it's not like laid out like that. Like there's no exposition though. Um, it's been 10 years since Batman has existed. Gotham has only become worse. There is a very brutal street gang known as the mutants who are in essence holding the city in terror and no one is able to work effectively to quell that terror. You know, you see like the politicians are useless and spineless and weirdly blob shaped for no reason. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I it took me so long to realize that the the president was the president of the time. Like I was like, okay, like, you know, cuz so many works of fiction like have placeholders for presidents and like there's like personality traits and like little things or big things that do represent like the um politicians of that mm-hmm. time, right? Um but at one point I was like I was like is this supposed to be Reagan? Is this supposed to be him? Because it kind of looks like him. Yeah, it took me so long, Miranda, because the way that they were drawn, I was like, this is not clearly Mm -hmm. him. You know, I was just like, oh, it's just like another president or whatever. Yeah, no, the faces are hideous. The faces are really grotesque. Like, but. Yeah, stylistically, (laughs) the choices made, um, I guess it represents Frank Miller and also just like Gotham or his Gotham, because mm-hmm. you'll notice for any reader that has, if you read it, you notice if you have it and decide to read it. Um, I can make a slideshow. We can make a slideshow. That'd be great. 
or if you want to make it that's fine I say we together we can do it together (laughs) okay (laughs) um but the way that their faces are drawn is like bubbly almost like they're they're grotesque boiling yeah or Mm -hmm. they have they have like boils Mm -hmm. um their hands are always kind of like human-esque but not really like a little too chunky to be human hands Mm -hmm. and like mauled together which visually does something right because you're like oh that's gross but Mm -hmm. um it's also a little confusing if you're trying to like use logic like wait so are the mutants actually mutants or are they humans like are they taking drugs are they like doing them there are they self-mutilating like what is going on with this um Mm -hmm. but that's all from the drawing that I got (laughs) I'm just like what the fuck is going on I mean, it's as like an art historian, I definitely looked at like the style choices and I was like, oh, okay. Like he's saying that everything is shit. Even the people, all the people are garbage. There are no innocents. Everyone is grotesque. Everyone is boiling alive. No one is strictly human. Like it's dehumanizing is how he draws them. And then the only times, like I think figures look good is when he's making like these really grand sweeping kind of like, um, like when they're supposed to be symbols yeah like heroic gestures heroic symbols yeah it's usually in the acts of like heroism mm -hmm. um yeah no like there's um all of my favorite drawings were from the the full page panels yeah like this one is beautiful oh yeah that was super cool yeah yeah the composition is really good on that like the one where uh carrie kelly is like clinging onto him and like and he's like holding her that one is like a really sweet picture yes when she thought i think they ever batman almost dies like six times in this fucking thing okay <laughs> like it's like a compilation of like three or four volumes right yeah and it's four it's issues four so he almost dies in every single one i think uh for my if my memory serves me mm-hmm. um and there is one part where it he gets like really hurt and the the robin in this story um hugs him and i don't know what page that's on but we can make a slideshow yeah it's in the second one i think it's like the uh, page 92 yeah that's the one, so, right? yes so just to describe it because you know it's a an audio an audio medium we're talking about visual stuff <laughs> it's like an go all- to the slideshow <laughs> uh when you have time when you have extra time uh it's like an all black page and then what you see on on the foreground because there's no background is uh bruce wayne with like a sling on his arm and then carrie right is her name carrie yep uh is like they got movement really well because her cape is flowing Mm because she like jumped in his arms and hugged him and bruce wayne being the asshole that he is in this one is not smiling (laughs) he's just like oh i'm rock I'm a stone, but I will accept this love. A little bit off ta- on tangent, but uh, there was a statue series that was released. The statues were beautiful. Like, absolutely. Be- yeah, Batman there was uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Like, there was a statue series that was released in, like, I want to say 2010-ish. Oh. It might have been, like, oh, it might have been 2016. That would make sense. 2016. Mm. And, like, oh, my God, they were so pretty. Like uh, there was one that was like the Joker with like the suit. Mm-hmm. Like oh, just, suit. just the like, like zo- power posing, suit. you yes. know. <laughs> also the Joker in this, because um, of course they have to include the Joker, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
the joker and the villain in this is like pretty (laughs) he's cute like he has like really striking cheekbones the makeup is on point with him his little suit is cute and then he obviously he turns ugly like as he become as he becomes the joker because like one of the arc points is in it is that like because batman is in i guess remission i don't know like he's not everyone thinks he's done or or dead or whatever because no one knows Mm -hmm. who it is um the joker has no fuel to his fire so he's just like comatose for 10 years like that's (laughs) yeah he just gives up he's just like whatever i guess like nobody's gonna put my daddy's not gonna pay attention to me so i'm just not gonna act up anymore I only want Batman's attention. I don't want anyone else's. Um, but as he makes his return, uh, he he kind of comes back to life and there's a plot point where he um, kills a bunch of people, which was not surprising in this series, but brutal, I think. <laughs> it was also, yeah, in that, in that one, um, he kills like a bunch of people like on a talk show because <laughs> Frank Miller hates the media. Um, and it's like, I think it's supposed to be like David Letterman because it looks mm-hmm. like him. Yeah, it was, called... it was supposed to be David Letterman, but they call him like David Endocrine. <laughs> yes. What the hell? Um, I guess they couldn't use the same, I understand, but Endocrine was crazy. I mean, they could have used his name. He was, a, he was a public figure at the time. They could have put him in there. I think it was just Frank Miller being Frank Miller about it. <sighs> yes. Mm-hmm um but yeah so that's one of the plot points but yeah so he's like not around and everyone's just given up on superhero heroism which is like a a, maybe a trope at this point I don't know but at the time I don't think I think it was more revolutionary where it was just like oh like society has given up on their heroes Mm -hmm. um and like Miranda said Superman is just like a war machine I don't he's a police action He's a police I think that's action. what they call him. They call him like a police action. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so the the that's like the setup for the whole, for all the volumes in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just like Batman decided to come back because yeah. of the mutant gang. And they're incredibly violent. And then that once that gets set up, it's like, all right, now it's limited series. So now we're going to introduce all these like villains one being the Joker, which is the one I just described. The other one, they set up. Um, it was Two Face. Two Face, yeah. So um, Two Face was the initial one, and then uh, he focused on the mutants because if he's back, he's not coming back by half measures. He's going to be beaten f- face the entire way. Yeah, I think the mutants were just there for him to like whoop ass, and then it's the Joker, right? And then Superman. Yeah. Oh, there's four main. I mean, there's many antagonists, but the antagonists he physically fights are those ones. And I guess, so the, first, <laughs> sorry, I, this book was so hard to read. This, is, this shit was so hard to read. I was like, I got this. I got this, Miranda. I can read this quickly. Tell me what, I was reading this last night. I was just like, oh my God, I have to finish this book. But it was so mm-hmm. difficult. The first like section of panels, hold on. Is it, well, it starts with like a, the Daily Planet, like small dedication, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's very much like in a world. <laughs> where everyone sucks we've lost our like less sucky part which is batman Mm -hmm. um but the first set of panels it's like one two three four four small panels read left to right but there's like caption panels up top Mm -hmm. or like stage directions up top i guess (laughs) stage directions and then in within the panel there's dialogue 
but they're slightly inconsistent. So like the first page sets up that you read left to right, like a normal yeah. comic book. But if, as you go on throughout the book, sometimes you le- you read left to right. Other times you have to read like down, then back up. So left to right, but going down, travel back up mm-hmm. and around. So I constantly found myself reading the wrong part first and being confused and having to reread the page. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Most comic books don't work off of a 16 panel base per page. No, it's, oh, it's crazy. It's overwhelming to the reader mm-hmm. and it's very much. So in the back of my volume, yours might have it as well, but there's like a, how do I say it? Like not an epilogue, but it's like an excerpt of like, oh yeah. Frank Miller's like his script. Yes. It's just like a. I, I don't want to say a jerk off to himself, but it's just like a, like a look, be, a peek behind the curtain. Like, this is how we made this, this graphic novel. And it was written like as a script after we, and this is put in at the end of the book, which I think would have been helpful in the beginning of the book. Cause then you have like, oh, this is a storyboard for a movie that I'm reading. <laughs> because even with like some of the drawings, it's drawn like a storyboard where it was like quickly done they're quick gestures the the coloring is kind of crude you know mm-hmm. um so i i think i would have preferred if i knew that in the beginning yeah the the volume i got from the library go support your local libraries it included like an introduction by frank miller and him writing about his process like it was if I'm not being charitable, like it was kind of like aggrandizing of himself, but I don't like to not be charitable. So I'm just going to go ahead and say like, he was just, it was his vision. This was his baby. And then everyone else were like assistants to his baby, to the birth of his child. So a director. <laughs> yeah. He is a director. Reading this is like getting the director's cut, mm-hmm. um, but the movie didn't exist yet. But yeah, so the first, I guess we should talk about it um, by volumes, maybe book one, although I kind of did, did it already with the, yeah. with the, um, we're figuring it out, y'all. We don't know our structure yet. Um, <laughs> we, we don't, we're just, I hope you enjoy it. So the book ones is the, the book one uh, is Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. So this is uh, where baby boy decides to come back because he's bored. He's, he's been in retirement, y'all. He's over it. And we start with like him driving a car crazy with what the hell i was just like oh my god he's in pursuit he was not in pursuit he just wanted to kill himself it's not, it's not even a car he's driving a plane is it he a plane crashes a plane Car- okay so carol uh the carol that's talking to him is carol ferris who owns ferris um like airlines like she owns a company where she develops new fighter jets i read this book this week everyone and i thought he was driving a car it's not very clear it's very confusing like just place it where it is where it's not showing to have you have to have so much background knowledge to read this book (laughs) yeah which is nuts because this is literally like one of the reasons i read it is because honestly if you google where do i start reading batman because if you're like me you don't just i don't just know and i didn't have an adult telling me like Mm -hmm. read this um you didn't have a batman t- giving you things to read i didn't have giving a you school dad. assignments <laughs> no my you know my my parents they had different interests so with me like i had the internet so i was like what do i read first like i don't know where to start with this and this is one of like the first thing like this is one of the ones that gets pointed to um so it's just like a reset 
even though it like exists outside of canon kind of it's some oddly like canonical like people are like oh read this and I think because the movies kind of try to like emulate this Gotham um every so many people are just like oh read that book but what it doesn't make sense you don't know like they're, they're at no I think like maybe midway through the book it's explained that um his Robin died it's just like he's like I've been out of it for 10 years everything shit woo 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 I hate everything so the best part about that is um this was before Jason Todd died this okay, okay so he died in the late 80s this book came out in 86 so this was before like Jason Todd canonically died is this is he psychic what is he psychic how did you know I, I don't like I think I wonder if it's a situation where like this came mm-hmm. out and it okay. maybe inspired some people mm-hmm. okay so I have a lot to talk about with that actually okay we could talk about it okay <laughs> it's our show this is our show <laughs> This is our show, but all right. So, um, a little bit of comic book history. All right. So 1938, 39 Batman, uh, or detective comics featuring Batman comes out, right? He's really dark and gritty. Like mm-hmm. he's a monster. Batman is. Yes. He's an absolute yeah. monster. Like he's, he's killing people. He's dropping people off buildings. He's shooting them in the face with guns. Okay. I'm into he's it. Vigilante, but he's also a monster. All right. <laughs> okay. He doesn't have a moral code yet. No, no, there is no moral code. It's is crazy. This, um, okay. Then um, Bob Kane, Bill Finger, and Joseph Robinson, I think, they decide that like, okay, well, people really like this book, but we need to introduce more characters because there was there was Batman and that was it. He was the character. And then there was whatever two-bit like thief or murderer or thug or whomever was in it. And then that was it. It was just Batman- and then whoever he's punching in the face that week. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we need characters. All right. And then one of them was like, what if one of those characters was a child? And they were like, a child, you say? Makes sense. And then that's that's when Dick Grayson, eight-year-old acrobat extraordinaire, gets introduced. Love that they're all fucking acrobats. Well, you, don't you have a bunch of acrobats just laying around? <laughs> <laughs> there must have been a lot of circuits but circus back in the day right yeah so they introduced they introduced the character of robin and batman's popularity blows up yeah and this is in part because like there is there was a lot of appeal at the time people wanted to read like the detective stories yeah. and that also like was why robin existed is that batman as a character didn't make sense for him to just monologue to himself Mm-hmm. you know like for hours on end about how he solved a crime and so it made sense to have a child ask him well how'd you know batman <laughs> and all that so but then younger readers started reading the books because they're like look a there's child. a kid in it i'm a kid so was batman originally developed like for older audiences and then accidentally acquired younger ones i would say he was originally developed for like young adults okay like like looking okay looking at the other things that were published in the detective comics magazine like i would say like teenagers but like i don't know i'd say like 14 to 20 okay okay specifically boys because girls didn't have boys girls don't read girls don't (laughs) 
do yeah. anything but breathe. We're like plants. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, they they got a younger audience. They still kept their older audience. You know, lots of people loved Batman, all that. And then what happened is taste changed. Yeah. And all of a sudden in, I would say like 50s, 60s, um, you had a lot of parents who were taking a good hard look at what their children were exposed to. <laughs> Start parenting. <laughs> <laughs> no oh no it's like checking the internet history <gasps> yes of the 50s frick they got caught up mm-hmm. yeah like batman stories already had to change when they introduced a child because like the writers were really uncomfortable they were like oh i mean stakes change when there's a kid involved like we can't kill the kids so we have to make sure there's no real danger but then it changed further because parents were getting involved and we're like we don't want our kids being exposed to like murder we don't want our kids to turn to acrobats <laughs> right they're gonna turn they're gonna turn to acrobatics no circus <laughs> kids oh. yeah and so like they had to change the storylines and they had to lighten it up and so like batman went from like this really dark and gritty murder vigilante to like this paternal figure mm-hmm. you know and then that's also when like the 60s is when you really start getting like the crazy rogues, you know, like that's when you, everyone has a gimmick, you know, you have like the rogue of the week, mm-hmm. all that. That's where crazy quilt comes from. Crazy quilts. God, <laughs> I love him I, so much. Crazy quilt is like, I don't even, he's a villain mm-hmm. who is just, what is his story again? Uh, He is an artist who leads a secret double life as a leader of a criminal empire, specifically a thieving criminal empire, who he has like a degenerative eye condition. And so Mm -hmm. in the middle of being in like a back alley surgeon, getting that fixed, Batman and Robin bust him and he accidentally gets blinded and he has a vendetta ever since. Yeah. So this is what was coming out of the 60s, everyone. Um, Drugs. My explanation is drugs um deadlines drugs at deadline yeah you just gotta you gotta rush through and get it going it's, <laughs> uh, it's a lot on the line okay but yeah so like taste changed parents started getting really concerned um there was a lot of media attention specifically when the tv show when the tv show came out in 66 about the fact that like it's kind of weird that like a grown man hangs out with a small child yeah that is, this is true. There, I have no uh, qualms about that statement. I would also <laughs> be asking questions. Yeah. So it was just, um, and then eventually what happens is you have the comics code of authority, which I think that's what it's called. It comes out and it's basically like the, the censors, like the Hayes code for comic books. Yeah. So the stories change. They become very silly. There aren't any real dangers. There's no real stakes because it's not just like, you don't want the kid to be in real danger. You don't want the kid to do anything really bad, but you also don't want the kid to be exposed to anything really bad. Right. You know, like if it's not something you want a kid to see, don't do it. Don't have them do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like Batman was very silly, but then again, taste changed. Mm-hmm. And in the late seventies and the eighties, I would say that people People who read comic books as children grew up, but mm-hmm. they didn't stop liking comic books. Mm-hmm. And so you had like this hunger for seeing these characters that they love grow up with them in essence. Mm-hmm. 
there was a period of time where the new teen Titans comic from like the eighties was the most popular book that DC sold. And that was because it was like a group of teenagers, but they had relatively like serious storylines, you know, like they, they dealt with things that young adults with young adult money were also dealing with. Part of the struggle is that like Batman is Batman, whenever you pull it is always one of people's most favorite characters, but the sales weren't reflecting that in the eighties. And so they were like, all right, well, what do we got to do to, to make this happen? That's why you have Jason Todd being introduced as a character is that like, they were like, ah, we need to throw Robin at him again. Cause at this point, like Dick Grayson was growing up. They had him as an older teenager. Now, uh, Marv Wolfman, uh, was using him in teen Titans and he didn't want to give him up. And so mm-hmm. they invented Jason Todd to be a child again, you know, to be a child Robin again. Okay. And a lot went wrong. <laughs> With Jason Todd. Yeah. <laughs> is he your fave? No. Is Drake your fave? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's, a lot went wrong with him. I can, I won't talk about it here. I've, it's very long. I have a thesis yeah. on it. All right. Okay. But a lot went wrong. So they tried a bunch of things. They were throwing pasta at the wall. They're trying to see what would attract readers back to Batman to get those sale num- sales numbers up. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they found is when they had more serious storylines, people, more people bought them. Mm-hmm. Like they were better received. Yes. But at the same time, they were still kind of operating off of this idea of like, well, how do we make this character serious? We've spent all this time kind of making him silly. You know, how do you make the penguin, a man with like a top hat and a monocle and like penguin waiters serious. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like this big conundrum. And so that's when uh, Frank Miller, like he was asked by the editor, by Giordano, I think, um, like, well, what story would you write? And he gave him this. And it's serious. <laughs> so in terms of modern Batman, a lot of it is inspired is, I wouldn't say necessarily inspired. I would say it takes a lot of reference from Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns because it's this idea yes. of it's, it's returning. It's not just The Dark Knight Returns in terms of like, like getting the band back together. <laughs> Get everybody rounded up, boys. We're right? here for a tour. What's up? I need money. Yeah. And I got fans. Like it's it's not just the Dark Knight Returns in term in terms of like Batman like literally coming out of retirement. It's the Dark Knight Returns in terms of a return to the origins from like 1939 when he was dropping people off of roofs. Right. Yeah. And it's very eminent in the beginning. Like, it's just like everything about the book is like ominous and Mm -hmm. like not really oppressing, but just like, oh, okay. This is like a read, read. Like even the cover, the cover that I have is just him staring at you. And then like a shark. Yes. (laughs) Like this little head poking out of the water. Yeah. And he has like two slits for eyes. And then the little panels under him and a lot of it is like grotesque images yeah so like modern batman in terms of being dark and gritty in terms of his rogues being played relatively straight like that comes from frank like that is in part inspired by frank miller yeah of like this idea that like 
yes, Two-Face focuses on twos, but he's also killing people in real time. Like, it's not funny. (laughs) He's not a mathematician. There, yes. And I think the way Frank Miller illustrates it, because I think there's different ways of doing this. uh, And I know that there are because other works do this, but his like way of illustrating serious is death so there's just like a ridiculous body count in this fucking book like the joker alone kills like what like 350 people yeah in one go and then like kills a bunch of kids he kills like 20 boy scouts yeah i was like what the fuck like hold on hold on hold on hold on we could be serious without all this murder it's made up thankfully but um there's just like a level of I don't want to say comedy but just like a level of like ridiculousness and like the body count in this Mm -hmm. doesn't take me out of it but it's just like okay this is like a really cheap tool at this point like we're just gonna okay so so how many people live in this fucking city (laughs) I don't understand how many people live here (laughs) I mean it's supposed to Gotham is based off of New York so so I guess there's millions yeah so 300 is not a whole lot but in that in that scheme mm-hmm. of numbers but literally like every volume i feel like at least 200 people are dying mm-hmm. whoa <laughs> whoa and it's not a national security and i he kind of does play with it like everyone like passed the book like mm-hmm. they literally just like oh well i leave it to the governor and the governor is too busy so he leaves it to the mayor and the mayor doesn't give a shit so he just like gives it to the commissioner and the commissioner physically does not have the resources to do anything <laughs> Yeah, so there's no help. I think at one point they they like hint at like mili- like a military state mm-hmm. or um yeah, it's, right? it's very clearly set up that like this is uh, a fascist America. Yeah. There's I think now an exploration of that would have been really interesting cuz it's just like buzzwords, right? You fascist pig, like there's stuff like that in the book, but there's no like exploration, there's no like diving deeper into it there's like a point where there's like a lady who she was like a mutant i think and then like she just becomes she i don't know she becomes like a rogue character and just has like the nazi signs on her tits bruno yes yes and then like on her ass cheeks like i don't understand she's wearing like i would say maybe like a cat suit-esque thing and her assless chaps yeah She's got and, assless chaps and she's and she's not wearing a shirt or they're not wearing a shirt. It's are they they're like I don't know. And because their name is Bruno. Yeah. So it's really, and they make it's the there's a lot of slang in this book. And it's really hard to decode. Yes. But I think some of the slang implied plot like like surgery. So yes. it's Bruno might be a trans character. Something, but not with respect. <laughs> no, that it was not no. Treated. Not in a revolutionary, nice way, just like in a demeaning in way. A shocking way. Yeah. And like it's um, meant to be shocking. Right. And degrading because like the one character that's like that, that may even because it's not even like made clear, to be honest. It's not like, oh, we're dealing with this type mm-hmm. of a person, but it's vaguely like, oh, I'm confused. And they're like, I'm gonna sit in my confusion as to what's going on with this character also they're really hateful because they have like like swastikas swastikas over the nipples and swastikas on the ass cheeks for no reason 
there's literally no reason like it happened i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> legit i was just like wait 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 wait. okay so we had the mutants we established that there's mutants and the mutants are just like swarms of people who like have taken the city hostage as brand explained earlier um but then they they just follow like false leaders because then the mutants obviously like they get the leader gets his ass whooped by batman because that's what we're reading and then they start following the batman okay i think i can explain that okay all right it's it's kind of understood that this is set in like a fascist future where like america's very fascist so gotham is very fascist but the batman is also a fascist Mm -hmm. but we're meant to root for him it's very um it's very morally confusing (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious yeah one of the things that's set up is that like the mutants kind of stand for the mob Mm -hmm. in terms of mentality of they're just following a strong man leader and so they're a strong man leader who gathered them all together, gathered hundreds of these disillusioned youths together, these fascist youths, if you will, was uh, like the guy with who did not look human, which I think that was an artistic decision rather than yeah. him not being human. Like, I think it was just an artistic decision to dehumanize him. Yeah. The same way I would say the character of Bruno is dehumanized by their implied queerness. Mm-hmm. And so like- this strongman leader and then the strongman leader gets physically defeated by another guy only the mutants didn't transfer all of their allegiance to batman some of them did he became their new strongman but all of these other what we see is we see all of these other factions of former mutants who have found a different strongman to follow so like some of them become nazis and some of them uh follow the joker and some of them join uh oh gosh i can't remember all the examples like we kept seeing it yeah, they all like there's one that is like a mutant guy and they're kind of obviously mutants the way they're they're drawn like they're all very pale, their facial features are a little off. They have punk uh, hairstyles. They ha- yeah, they're like punk rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Uh mostly punk rock. They all have like platform boots mm-hmm. and like 80s punk, I guess is what I but like not wearing black they were wearing like neon colors like blues and pinks and yellows yeah um, they're supposed to be stupid kids yeah do we need the fear-mongering about children the only good youth is the robin youth yeah um, yeah and then like the main leader of the mutant i don't even think he they had a name but um doesn't have a nose i don't think or he got his nose like punched in i think by him by by uh, he looks like a naked mole rat (laughs) like he has nipples that look like baby bottle nipples um oh and yeah he does uh i'm pretty sure he had a nose at one point and i'm just gonna i'm gonna say he because i think it's implied that he's a he but um He's bald. He's like swole as fuck. Um, he looks like a naked mole rat. Like his eyes are scrunched in. He's got the sharp teeth that are that curve inward. Yeah, they have like <laughs> crazy teeth. It was like, what the fuck? They shave those down. And then like they're, okay, they're like jaws must be so big. Cause he's like, he like bites someone to mm-hmm. death, right? Like he bites the throat out. Is that what it is? I think so. He it's violent. I don't remember, guys, but he kills the mayor. Because, yeah, he, okay. He what rips fuck, the mayor to pieces what, physically. What what police department? So this is what happens in the book. So he uh-huh. spoilers. He like he gets caught up, he gets captured because Batman's like, I'm not gonna kill anybody. Fine. 
but he's the the main mutant person is mm-hmm. in jail and yes. then the mayor's like i'm gonna go talk to him and then the police everyone's like yeah that's fine oh no you shouldn't do it and he's like i'm gonna do it okay and then they let him go in there and then he gets mauled he gets ripped apart mm-hmm. i was like that didn't happen i had to reread the page i was like no way no way they let this guy go in there <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> It's like honestly, like he rips someone apart and he's not restrained. Like he's, he's restrained. Just- he is restrained. So in the panel, they talk about how they can hear how like Commissioner, it's Commissioner Gordon's perspective. And mm-hmm. he's like, you shouldn't go in there like alone. And the mayor is like, I don't need the advice of an old man. I just assume that's what the mayor sounds like. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so he goes in there alone because this idea is he's trying to negotiate with a mutants leader to de-escalate the violence, which so stupid. <laughs> I don't want to agree with Frank Miller because I I think reading it, I can understand that what Frank Miller is saying, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Mm-hmm. But in the same time, like it was always a bad plan, you know. So he goes in there. The mutant leader is restrained. He is handcuffed. He is probably chained to that table. We don't see it. Mm. But Commissioner Gordon hears the cuffs break. Oh, I miss that part. And then the mayor, all we see of the mayor is like a swath of blood splashing the wall. Yeah, it's violent. Okay. Yeah. I take it back. If he was restrained, then I get it. Um, I thought that fool was just like loose in the in the cell. <laughs> right. like, they let the mayor go in there like that. What the hell? Right. He whooped up on Batman. We're just going to let this like puny mayor go in there. It's also like the mayor was old too. So for him to be calling Gordon old is nuts. I don't think he actually calls him old, but it's very much like he's very dismissive of Gordon. Yeah, that's true. So I just assume it's the age thing because they make it very clear that like Gordon's the old guard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Part of it is that he's getting forced to retire. He is 70 Uh, years old. He is being forced to retire. Yeah. Which, you know, at 70, I get it. Yeah. Um, it's a very thing. anti-youth book it is the baby in the babies there's babies in this book y'all and they're drawn disgusting <laughs> sausage casings oh yeah their feet like their proportions are not correct it's like it goes back to like the human figure like their proportions aren't right their heads are really big their mouths are like too big their body's too small for their head it is a mess to be completely honest with y'all and then also batman in this has a lot of like disguises he he uses a lot of masks in this yeah which to me is new it's old but it's new because in newer adaptations of batman he just is the batman but in this one he's has to be smarter because he's older and -hmm. he can't just jump into battle anymore yeah i mean that's it was a part of Batman's character for a very long time. Uh, the character of oh. Matches Malone is Batman's um, crime identity. <laughs> and so like, it's it's literally like he just slaps on like a fake mustache and wears like, uh, and like smokes a cigarette and he's like, hey guys, it's me, Matches Malone. <laughs> Stop. This is a character? This is a character. <laughs> oh my God, I'm Googling it. Hold on. Matches? Yes. Malone. Yes. Gotham. <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh, uh, if you just Google Gotham, Gotham, it'll show you the TV show. I saw the, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. He looks like Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Commissioner Gordon. That's his, that's his idea of what like a scummy gangbanger looks like. <laughs> his version of a scummy gangbanger is the commissioner. Yeah, a little bit. 
He looks cool though. I don't know. I feel like this is a good look for Bruce Wayne. <laughs> the glasses are doing. Oh my god. <laughs> Batman the Brain of the Bold. Yes. This needs to be included in the slideshow. Uh, maybe okay. we'll do an Instagram and we'll just do like slides. Right. We'll organize uh, albums based on episodes. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That sounds fun. do it. Um, just like this is what we talked about. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about what was happening in the in the world of Batman mm-hmm. coming up to this. We've talked about some of the arcs. Um, there are some things that like when I first read it, I didn't have like historical context. Reading it now, I'm like, oh, this was pulled probably from this. So in um, the last book, I believe there that's the one where they have the blackout right and like all everyone breaks out of jail because at one point they catch all the mutants and they put them all in one big cell (laughs) yeah and um (laughs) expect that to be good well they don't have resources like they They physically like the the mayor passes the book to the commissioner to solve the problem and the commissioner Mm -hmm. literally has the entire jail filled up like the jail is filled she can't put anyone else in the jail do you know Mm -hmm. how many people are in the jail 87 oh god she doesn't yes. have capacity for anything more. There's 87 people and she's booked. Gotham just seems like a restart. I don't, I would be a villain. <laughs> she's like, you know what, just start again. The city planning is bad. We need some new civil engineers. We need to figure out some community um, situations here. Like, community, cool. like community spaces. Yeah, like we need safe spaces maybe the vigilante thing is working but we can have like more community ones like neighborhood watch but not as like scary as that but not Um, as like white suburban men yes maybe let's like lead it with people who care about community not just like people who have power trips but one of the the ones and we can talk about the book is it book four uh book four the dark knight falls yeah so book four after okay so in book three is the the arc with the joker and the joker's like running around they go into a fun mm-hmm. house um does the joker kill himself yes or he just dies he kills himself he kills okay. himself. so batman paralyzed okay <sighs> here we go all right sorry y'all i'm gonna explain my confusion it's confusing and then miranda can clear it up the show is just gonna be me being confused at, at comic books so um <laughs> it's, it's you're fine this is a confusing book like i had to re it took me a long time to read this they're in pursuit the joker mm-hmm. has escaped he's killed a bunch of people at the david letterman da- david endocrine show mm-hmm. at this point commissioner gordon has retired we have commissioner ellen in place and just to take a break so all the like women or femme characters in this book are very like masculine Mm -hmm. and i think it comes from a place of like misogyny or something oh yeah no Um, i fully believe that frank miller does not like women yeah um because like the ones that are like kind of like the the quote-unquote pretty ones or they're more like conventionally attractive are all like presented on tv and they're all like bimbos you know to, to quote this book uh, painted yes. like whores painted like whores yeah like there's one small art because there's a lot of like villain, little villains in this like yeah, one vignettes. of them is, yeah yeah oh thank you vignettes of like people just kind of doing crime mm-hmm. and one of them is like oh he's painted like a whore and then like the nun there he's like at a show and it's also which i think was, he's like, at a porno a, he goes to a, a dirty porno. movie yeah like theater yes so an adult adult movie theater and there's nuns but it's a porn Mm-hmm. fine he's upset 
that they're painted that they're wearing makeup like what the fuck what do you think is what they're acting like they're, it's a show they're going to be wearing makeup and he's upset and then he like shoots he um shoots up the theater mm-hmm. um he's a religious zealot yeah he's a he's a genuinely sick individual who has latched on to religion and he gets so upset by like the desecration of his belief system that he commits a great act of violence yeah but but it was all against women like the triggering points for that individual was like oh I was trying to explain this to like my coworker, and she was painted like a whore and Mm -hmm. then I went to the movie theater to watch this like adult movie and they were painted like this and that's why I exploded and it's like okay whoa whoa, whoa. first of all you were mansplaining to your coworker, gross and then you you chose to go watch a movie and then you were upset about what you chose to go watch you don't get to do that and it's it is like in the book it's not like honoring crazy. Him or anything yeah but like it's, it's very clear that he's crazy yeah he listens to stairway to heaven backwards here's like i don't like something stupid like sin is good and then the reason he goes to see the dirty movie is because he sees that it's called also called sin is good yeah <laughs> it's a mess but also uh, that on all that to say is that i don't think this guy like hookman <laughs> specifically um the they so as i mentioned I think in the first episode, I like Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. And in this book, she's like a madam. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, hold on. Like, where do we pull this from? Because I don't think in the source material, there's a whole lot of that. Like she, I know in the new movie, she, it's kind of, a, she's not a sex worker, but she uses like her body to, to mm-hmm. make money because the men are idiots and she's gonna make money off them fine and in this one she's like a madam but they like aged her significantly in this where i'm just mm-hmm. like oh, all right so you don't like this like i read it and i was like this is selena kyle like there's no i don't think they aged her significantly i think that's what frank like her and bruce wayne are similar ages like they as characters are similar ages mm-hmm. bruce wayne is supposed to be 55 mm-hmm. i think this is just what frank miller thinks like 55 year old women look like, like? maybe <laughs> Like, I don't think she was supposed to be like astronomically old. I think that's just what they thought like a 55 year old woman would look like. God, that's so out of place. Was he not around people? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> Y'all, it's out of line. Like, she's her like makeup in it. I'm going to show you, Miranda. Like, yeah. Just because I'm on the page. I don't know if it's she gonna... looks like like an old woman trying to look young. Yeah. And they don't. She's got the rouge all the way back. She's got yeah. blue eyeliner or blue eyeshadow. Like it's, and she's got frizzy pink hair for no reason. Right. And her like, it's disrespectful. That's all I could say. <laughs> <It's> just, like, <laughs> not cool. And then he like, she's just there to get kissed. Like she got kissed by the Joker to like control her mind because he's come up with like this like cool lipstick that. Mm-hmm. He's got murder control- lipstick. Yes. And- like yes mind control lipstick mind control lipstick. so he can't mix them up um because <laughs> one will do one thing another one will do another one they must be different shades of red the but joker at sephora is this shade testing this one or this one no 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 i'm gonna add stuff to it just listen i'm gonna add stuff to it but they need to look different under all the lighting can i tell ruby red from rouge red tell me makeup counter person 
but yeah selena kyle is just there to get like made fun of basically and then bruce kisses her she gets dressed up as like to be humiliated she gets dressed up as like wonder woman or is dressed as that she doesn't get dressed up as um she gets beat up and then it gets implied that she also gets assaulted yeah so rough read then batman's there and he's like oh no and then i think he kisses her at a certain point too so like literally she's just like doesn't have any autonomy in this book like beyond the looks or whatever people can look however they Mm -hmm. want um and like she's drawn this way that's fine but she just has no autonomy and i was just like what the Mm -hmm. what like if we're making these like visual choices that's fine but we're not gonna let her do anything given like her history that's was very frustrating yeah we're like okay it's like you're losing you're losing me (laughs) I'm, i'm over it and then again all of like the women in this are are drawn like with very sharp features which are like traditionally like attributed to like masculine Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. um we know now that that doesn't really matter with like your identity how you identify Mm -hmm. but at the time in the 80s people were probably seeing this like oh a woman with power like looks like a quote-unquote man Mm -hmm. so she's undesirable and then even at one point gordon is like Ugh, a woman when when it's announced that she's like the most yeah. capable to doing the job and i was like wait a second what the fuck like this has always been sexist like probably but not outwardly so i guess mm-hmm. yeah i just don't think frank Miller likes women and then the if you want to talk about your favorite shirt oh god there's an announcer who's like a diehard right i think this is the one that's like in like likes batman no this is At not this- lana lane it's a different one. Okay, yes, it's a different one. Uh, it's it's very okay. hard to tell people apart. They don't look much different. Like all the all the characters do, all kind of look similar. Mm-hmm. And then really, like there's one that has like really big hair that's like angular. Yeah, that one is Lola. Okay, and then um, there is an African American man mm-hmm. who is reoccurring. Um, there is Lana Lane who uh, is her name is lola chong oh no guys y'all it was was there this character's name is lola chong and she was drawn with like dashes as eyes oh no i just saw that in hindsight it's not surprising that frank miller went off the deep end no no oh no this is how I feel when I read things and then I see mm-hmm. things. I'm, oh no. Yeah. So there is a TV. Oh, I have her right here. It's on page 89. If anyone owns a book, it's a, I think she's just talking then. Who is she? Um, Like there's a lot of pundits and talking heads that get cycled in and out of this because they're not really characters so much as they're exposition devices. And it's meant to give you the sense of like how overwhelming the news cycle is and how stupid it is yeah so there's a character that again has a very strong like jawline strong cheekbones short hair most of the women in this have short hair and has like a like earring she has blue or green shadow very strong makeup again all the women are like heavily made up made up in this yeah and then um a t-shirt like a polo style shirt and on like it's enough that you can see like her chest slash breasts right it's covered because it's a shirt and it says all this and brains too yep yep 
So that's a choice that was made by the illustrator slash anchor slash artist. It it was Frank Miller's choice. It was specifically Frank Miller's choice. Like it's, he's the penciler. He drew Mm -hmm. most of this Mm -hmm. and then someone else covered it in ink and someone else added the color. Yeah. This is Frank Miller's book. Yes. Um, So I think that's kind of like. I spent a long time. Yes. I spent a long time trying to figure out like what was like what was put there because he was trying to make a point and what was put there as window dressing. And I don't think it matters. <laughs> I don't think it matters either. It's not important. I think to really like figure out like the type of misogyny this is, it just, it is. Yeah. But yes, I forgot the main point. I know I was going back to talk about like, um, uh, I think we were talking about like the, the treatment of women. Uh, yeah. We started with Selena Kyle and spiraled from there. Yes. Um, but originally the last bit of it. Oh, there's like a point. Yeah. Okay. 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 Because I was confused. I was confused about like why Joker died or how Joker died. Oh, They're chasing yeah. each other. They're Selena Kyle. She gets involved, introduced. Um, and then they run into like, uh, the tunnel of love <laughs> and they die there. Very fitting. Yeah. They actually run into the house of mirrors and it's all like, we've all seen this. It's a trope. I think like, they run, into <laughs> yeah. the, they run into the house of mirrors. Who am I? What's the real one? I don't mm-hmm. know. Let's ask questions. Right. So you've got Batman cast the entire third book, just Batman castigating himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Batman saying I'm too old for this. I'm slow. I should have missed that punch. I'm I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. That's right. like all of Stupid, it. Stupid lucky old man. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's angry. It's not he's not like, I'm so lucky. It's like I'm so fucking lucky. That's the only reason I'm alive. Yeah. There is a point, and this part was pretty like hype. I think it's when Batman arrives to the scene. Again, it's one of those like full panel. Um, mm-hmm. the figures are drawn well. Uh he jumps into action, he's about to fight the Joker. They a smoke bomb gets released, and he's like basically it's like it's not like all the other times i'm gonna whoop that ass like for real for real and then he like batarangs his eye mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like oh shit <laughs> i was reading i was like oh my god he got that motherfucker in the face and then uh, it gets revealed that it was actually his eye because initially it's kind of like it just the panel is it on his head no it is like, straight up in his eye in his eye yeah but i guess when i saw it i was like oh that hit his like forehead and then when he ran away i was like oh no it's his eyeball um and then also you know like the joker being the joker takes the child hostage mm-hmm. and they continues it continues they end up fighting i think batman's gonna pop his other eyeball out at one point he doesn't and then i think the joker kills himself yep but it's not incredibly clear how he does like it it, it looks like he breaks his own neck like that's kind of mm-hmm. what so batman initially breaks his neck like Batman snaps his neck, but it's not like oh. death snaps his neck. Like Batman paralyzes, paralyzes him. him. Yeah. But it's what the Joker is doing with his entire plot. The purpose of his plot is he's giving himself, he's giving himself closure. It's going to be the final confrontation between Mr. J and Batsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he set the stage. He's given it like this grand scale, all of that. He too is a director. <laughs> yeah. And this is why the sidekicks are better because main character syndrome is so annoying sometimes it's like all these people died because you need some fucking attention yeah. <laughs> right and so he's set up this entire thing and 
it's kind of unclear if he initially like wants Batman to kill him or if he just adapts like as the situation unfolds. Mm-hmm. Because like he is genuinely shocked when he gets hit in the face with a battering. <laughs> That's just so funny. He's <laughs> like, oh fuck. <laughs> And so like he, he like on his feet, like improvises his plan. He's like, well, we're doing this. Like, <laughs> like today's the day. Ready. I've been comatose for 10 years by choice. <laughs> right? I had an aunt that did that. Oh, uh, what? Is she okay? <laughs> Is she, she was, okay now? Uh, she was my, she was like one of my great aunts, like great, great aunts. <sighs> and what happened is she just kind of decided that, all right. I'm done. And so she would just sit in a chair. The only thing she would eat was chocolate pudding and she would not get out of the chair. And there was nothing wrong with her. Like she wasn't physically broken down. She wasn't mentally broken down as far as anyone could tell. She just decided like, I'm done. And so like, like people would have to change her. Like she would glare at people. Like she spent the last like eight years of her life like that. And like, it was the doctors didn't think like, I mean, eventually there was definitely something wrong, but when yeah. it first happened, it was just her making this decision to just not do things anymore. We'll no longer be participating in this foolery. Yes. Wow. Damn, uh, more power to her. Right. Kind of an icon, honestly. <laughs> She's a chocolate pudding. Oh, think she'd eat. <laughs> so. Jeez. Yes. So the Joker like adapts this whole, his plan around the fact that like the Batman is clearly using lethal force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> and so he goes into the tunnel of love. It's the darkness. It's all of that. He wants Batman to kill him. That'll be like his grand finale of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Batman will kill him. And then the cops will kill Batman. In the tunnel of love. Yep. Where they belong. <laughs> Yes. It's their relationship is special. Yes. This is the worst kind of special. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But and then that like it's it's very unclear if Batman intends to kill him eventually and then like adjust his plan from there or what. I think it's like it left intentionally blank. Mm-hmm. It's I mean the it's the, very oh sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, no. I mean the the comic absolves Batman, I think, because mm-hmm. I'll just read a little bit of it it's basically like the joker laughing and Mm -hmm. he's just like they're never gonna know that you didn't have the nerve because he tries to set him up right like he's like oh the batman killed the joker in the cop in the eyes of the cops Mm -hmm. um and then but this is also confusing because i think the joker is like whispering or whatever and like the the captions or the dialogue for Mm -hmm. the man's internal dialogue is a square a gray square yes and then the jokers and this is like a little bubble that's also gray so sometimes it just sounded like he was talking to himself oh my god which might have been on purpose i don't because it was confusing and if i want to give them any cookies i guess that would be one that they were trying to confuse audience but maybe there was just lack of planning um and it it basically goes then the batman goes and twists what's left of it what's left of his spine goes so he he twists his neck so hard that he he killed himself yeah so it's like (laughs) but like it's left but in the entire like chase leading up to that point like it's left intentionally it's intentionally unclear in terms of if batman is going to kill him because like there's a bunch of internal monologue of like this ends tonight 
There is a lot of that. There's By a lot both of, that. of them. And then he breaks his neck, but he just breaks his neck to paralyze him in the last minute. You know, he's like, yes. and then that's when Joker is all like, oh, darling, you've disappointed me. Yes. But the witnesses are gone. And so they'll never know the truth. And then the Joker breaks his own neck. The Joker, like, I guess, flip flops and flails until they break the rest of the way. Yes, it's crazy. <laughs> just, I, confusing. Um, so the last book is The Batman Falls. Fails? Falls. 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 The Dark Knight Falls, excuse me, not The Batman. And this is like post the Joker killing himself. And honestly, shout out to this Robin. She, sh- she saves his ass. Oh, At least. <laughs> At least three times, if not She's, more than that. She lassos him with a cable. She, it's very like boomer energy at a certain point. Cause he's like, you wouldn't understand. And then she's like, bro, we got taught computers in school. You old man. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, of course I know how this Tesla works. <laughs> Fuck. He's like um, trying to impress her with like his helicopter at one point. And like, to be honest, and I'm sure like, I'm sure Miranda, like you work with youth. I work with youth, like stuff that is impressive to me. Like these kids have been no. born into yeah. and it's not impressive. So like, I can only imagine this 13 year old, like paired up with like a 50 year old where he's like, <laughs> look at my car phone. She said, we got cell phones. <laughs> like, I don't, we have like a whole computers in our pockets. It's not like, that's the level of energy of like the tech disconnect there. But yeah, so uh, she comes in she saves him again she gets a she gets like the the helicopter to come through like a good loyal dog it just comes back and she is this the part i think this is where she lassles him yeah like he it's very unclear like it's, he's standing there to show off stand off with the cops and then he just like he goes like oh and then he's like airlifted into the sky <laughs> he's huge y'all like he's he's definitely a target and they have like assault rifles and they miss nuts stormtroopers everyone's a stormtrooper and then again poor alfred is over here like this fucking asshole like i was finally done i was finally done doing sutures and like placing bones and like knowing how to use this medical facility i like his comments a lot of times he's like oh i think at one point he makes fun of him because he's like oh midlife crisis council also are holding a meeting yeah he's like i'll give him money that was funny (laughs) Uh, but this this part of the the limited series is like basically like Batman versus Superman, which has been made into a movie. I never watched the movie. I was not interested in it. Yet here we are. Uh, in the movie, he literally wears the, that armor. Mm-hmm. I've seen like pictures because this is like Ben Affleck's Batman, yeah. right? Yeah. I saw the pictures of like the armor and then reading this because I read this obviously before the movie came out. And so then re- like now rereading, I was like, oh, yeah. That's where they drew inspiration from. Like direct inspiration because it's like the same thing. Again, there's like petty theft happening, blah, blah, blah. There's a nuclear war that happens. The Russians send a nuclear weapon and Batman, or excuse me, the task, what police force, Superman. Yeah. um, Has to go and like redirect the the missile to like a desert. Um, I don't know why we didn't choose space, but we went for a desert. I think it's implied that like he just doesn't have time to get it out into space. Mm, okay, that's fair. Guess he's not that super. So he's also he's not dumb. Like he's not a dumb man, but he's not. He doesn't have vast stores of knowledge. He's just like a golden retriever. Um, <laughs> yes. 
so at Clark, this you point, idiot. <laughs> yes. So at this point, it's been established that like Batman and Clark are not on the same page. Clark blames Batman for everything wrong everywhere. Um, <laughs> Batman thinks that Clark is an idiot. And in this comic, he is kind of an idiot. He's a bootlicker. Yeah. So he sides with like the government and mm-hmm. this entire book is telling us that the government's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just like a police dog. And then Batman's like, fuck you, you fucking idiot. Like, I don't know why you would choose to do that um, because they're working against like the people. I think that's that's kind of what I get from this. But still, he's the only one that can really save humanity from humanity. And he goes and gets this, this missile. He redirects it probably, as you said, because of time into a desert. Mm-hmm. While this is happening, Batman gets a horse. There's a freaking horse in this. He has a stable. He has an entire stable of horses. He's got like 10 horses. Yeah in the city a gotham it's just let that's it so he gets a horse and it looks badass the panel looks cool he it's a big ass horse because he's big so he's on a horse robin's on a horse (laughs) you just imagine batman on a pony (laughs) he's so big in this comic he crushes the poor thing oh no there's a weight limit for horses and i think he's over it but he redirects it superman's redirecting 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 excuse me and um he does it but he still gets like blown up kind of um or takes damage and the panels of these are like cool but also they look painful like because his body's like charred he's like skeletony his bones look broken they're misplaced there seems to be like a desert storm that happens um and like to his credit clark's like really upset because it's like humans have caused damage to like the environment and he has this whole like poetic plot that's placed in this book of like talking to planet earth he calls her mother Mm -hmm. he holds on to like a plant he's so upset that the humans have done this he's dedicated his whole life to this like foreign planet and all at the same time he's like cussing out batman he's like stupid bruce this civil this freaking nuclear war is your fault is i think i had a different interpretation oh really that's how i took it what was your interpretation okay so my interpretation is that um superman is understood as like the symbol of hope you mm-hmm. know truth justice the american way yes right and during his entire like internal monologue like it's devoid of hope Yes, it is very bleak. Yeah, yeah. And so he's talking about like why why he signed up with the government, you know, in essence, like why he gave them that power over him and why he, in essence, helped facilitate the end of superheroes. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about like how the mob scares him. Like um, mob mentality? Yeah, like it's- Okay. On. Let me see if I can find it. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I- do not have citations. You're fine. But I do have sticky tabs. Okay. As um, Miranda's looking at that, just to what's intercut between these panels is like the city of Gotham that has like suffered an explosion as well. Um, Gordon's retired. He's looking for his wife. The building is on fire. Um, the mutants are, some of them are with uh, Batman. They're riding horses as well. They're all like kind of trying to meet up um, to a certain point. All right, so uh, Superman is thinking about Batman right now, right? He's going, the rest of us learn to cope. The rest of us recognize the danger of the endless envy of those not blessed. 
Diana went back to her people. Hal went to the stars and I have walked the razor's edge for so long. And what he's talking, what he talks about in essence is that this, the tide of public opinion turns against superheroes at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And that's what scares him is mm-hmm. like, he is genuinely scared of like the people and what they are capable of doing in their, in their envy, in their hatred of, you know, the gods who walk among them. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't think of himself as a God. He thinks of himself as a boy from Kansas, but there's also like this reoccurring theme of like the, the envy of those not blessed, like the people that aren't them. And the mob frightens him so much that when like the rumbles come about, like he signs up with the American government because he's like, uncle Sam's right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to work with uncle Sam in this issue. And the only way he continues to operate as a superhero is in secret. Every, like he's, when he's talked about by politicians, he's called a police action. It is repeatedly whenever he like does something, when they have like an entire series of scenes of it's like him destroying like planes and like a tanker and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, There's a media blackout in that area. Like he- Mm -hmm he is allowed to operate because the public does not know about him. Like he's, it's like they know about him, but they don't know about him. They never refer to him by name. He talks about how like, it's either him or Bruce talk about how like he traded like his loyalty and his invisibility, you know, if he is allowed to operate because he is not operating as Superman, he is you being Superman. Like he's using his powers to keep operating, but nobody knows about it. And then this gets reinforced when um, Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow, mm-hmm. uh, talks to Batman. And he's like, like, I don't stop doing shit just because I don't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I still do shit, but I do it quietly. And so mm-hmm. they pretend I don't exist. And so they can't, they can't capture me because capturing me would acknowledge that I exist. <laughs> I see. And so like the whole, I guess the disdain for bruce is that he operates like not in the shadows right yeah. like he does operate in the showers but everyone in gotham knows that he like does exist he's, he's doing big things like he's yeah he's jumping around in the first issue and like the dark knight returns he's jumping around with a giant yellow bat symbol on his chest yes <laughs> yes like this isn't him quietly coming out of retirement and being like a cryptid mm-hmm. like everyone knows he's real right huh Okay, cool. I like your take. I like it. Okay, so after that, thank you for breaking that down. After that, again, there's like a panel where the mutants are like heading to a general direction. He just dies in the saddle. I don't remember what was going on in this. Sorry. Okay, so there's like a people, there's a guy that like he finds a gun. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think I know. Okay. All right. So what happens is you know, Superman or Superman is having like his introspection about how the world has gotten to this point. Like he doesn't believe in humanity anymore. Like he's, he's here because he has nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. You know, this is his life now. He's middle-aged and sad. Yeah. It's like the rest of us. Yeah. He's ready to sit down and eat pudding for the rest of his life. (laughs) God. But yeah, so he's the new, the Russians send the nuke he grabs the nuke. There's nothing he can do with it. He takes it to a desert, which is the least populated area he can detonate it in. Mm-hmm. Right. The detonation of the nuke is like, yes, on one hand, the, the nuclear aspect is like the weapon, mm-hmm. 
but the way that it was designed and that's where uh batman has his whole introspection of like clark you fucking idiot oh yes <laughs> like, yeah it's... okay can we so mm-hmm. yeah freaking superman's like introspection is like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve about 15 to 20 like word dialogues slash and then like in like with panels as well and king bruce waynes slash batman is just like oh i hate him <laughs> it's just like stupid right? ass yeah <laughs> he, he has this whole panel talk about how lovely the day is and how nice it is and he's like and then that fucking moron started talking uh yes uh, but <laughs> that's when like he's like clark you idiot and he starts he talks about how like in the cold war that's happening between uh russia and america they've been trying to develop a nuke that will in essence set off like that nuclear holocaust that it will yes. do the the massive it will set off a huge emp mm-hmm. it'll knock out all the electronics mm-hmm. and then it will basically starve out the area it lands in of light yes which like, is what's happening winter. right 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 yes yeah. i remember that now yeah yeah, and it's like, and that's when like Bruce has the unreasonable expectation of like, well, if you only fucking paid attention to the news, you'd know that they were developing this. Like, God, you're such an idiot. Yes. <laughs> like someone has to pay attention. He's not running around with a child. Yeah, and then we get like panels of like Reagan, Grandpa Reagan, because he looks rough. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, we're still America. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> In his star-spangled suit. Yes. <laughs> with like his... I don't know. I think it's like, like a walker. Like I don't. It's not a. It's like. Oh a, no 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 no! It's it looks like, like a, little, a snowmobile. It's like a little, uh, like a Segway, but <laughs> an arm Segway. Yeah, it looks like a slug with like little head, like and he just sits on it. Yeah, or stands on it. Honestly, he's standing. It's got an American flag skin. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so. Bad. It's very like America. Fuck yeah. yeah. And his guards look like Judge Dread, Star Spangled Judge Dread. <laughs> They do. They really do. And then we get panels of like Bruce. It's, this is the showdown. It's Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. And here we go. <laughs> it is a tanky bat and then Superman come through. And then tank, a tank, which is a Batmobile because the Batmobile is a tank in this series. Yeah. again in human scale that couldn't that is not street legal it cannot fit in the streets <laughs> no he's like pulverizing everything to get there <laughs> oh and then um, the explosion that happened in gotham city that was a result of the emp blast it knocked out yeah. the electronics which brought down planes yeah yes so <laughs> this i'm gonna explain the the ridiculousness of this fight please do um batman is like tanky he's wearing his little like suit he is connected to a lamppost to power the suit Okay, hold on. He, sorry, I muted go myself because I was trying to be respectful. No, go ahead. <laughs> uh, he is connected to the city's electrical grid so he can electrocute Bat or Superman. Via a fucking lamppost, you guys. Like this panel is so interesting. And then, so like he's literally grounded and Superman is floating in because he can fly. And yeah, he's trying to electrocute him, right? Or successfully does. Uh, so they start fighting. It's a fist fight. He lands the first punch on Superman, I believe. Superman um, can't fight for shit. He can't. No, I don't know why he can't fight. Um, I guess he just... Beca- oh, that's part of it, right? Like, he's just like... He's a god yeah. among men. Why would he know how to throow he a punch? To fight. Yeah, so he can't. 
um so he's just continuing to like batman's like throwing moves and bat and superman's kind of like taking hits and then i don't know what bruce was expe- expecting um he grabs superman grabs the mask and rips it off <laughs> just rips the mask off. i was like okay well there goes your fight because he does make a note to say like i can't hear what he's saying my ears are covered only my like teeth are out um because he needs to breathe and then it gets ripped off like in two seconds um and then people are like oh my god his helmet's off oh my god and they keep fighting um there's a lot of like resentment um Bruce says a lot of like you sold us out you gave them power that should have been ours just like your parents taught you to which I think might have been low blows I don't know that much about Superman uh and then he's he's very much like us versus them like even within themselves because like I think Bruce sees himself as like a like a street rat like he's like raised by the streets his parents were killed I know lessons you would never know and that's kind of very much that's just what it is and then um Superman's being very like okay I just broke your ribs like okay I'm beating you up bro I may not know how to fight but I'm super strong uh they keep fighting they keep fighting of course Batman <laughs> comes out he like gets the help of the green arrow I believe this is kryptonite mm-hmm. and he shoot he gets a green arrow to shoot to shoot him right and it, yeah. he catches it so it doesn't actually like uh, penetrate his body so the way kryptonite works is its proximity it's not like it doesn't have to be directly in his bloodstream it's any proximity yes so it gets shot to like his midside he catches it mm-hmm. um it's illustrated as like it's like glowing again this is very much like mirroring like the joker fight where bruce is like yeah this is the end bro like we're dying today today we die i'm mm-hmm. okay with this and then it's very much like we could have changed the world now look at us i've become a political liability and you you're a joke that's towards superman he gets drop kicked in the chin um wrestler style and then um Bruce has this like this weird thing he's like I'm the only man to beat you and then he has a heart attack and then Alfred has a stroke <laughs> I was like everyone's dropping dead <laughs> they destroy the back cave it's on the news again we have the news pundit talking about his death it's been revealed that it's Bruce mm-hmm. um he's dead there's no money anymore the money's been disappeared whatever that means the panels are kind of cool it's like the the heartbeat it's the heartbeat monitor and it's like straight line so he dies right mm-hmm. and then they kind of haha he's not dead his beat is going and superman hears it mm-hmm. so he knows he's not dead he has like youth around him right because it's like a panel of like old batman and then we have robin and we have a bunch of like residual mutants who are like in liaison with with the batman and that's it. That's the end of the comic. Yeah. It's about symbols. Like he, mm-hmm. he returns and he tries to return to what he was 10 years ago of like being this very flashy crime fighter, but the world has changed mm-hmm. around him. Mm-hmm. And so it's this whole thing of like, the only reason like the actual government acts against him is because he's flashy. Yeah. So he very publicly dies. And then he's like, well, we're just going to keep doing what we do, but we're going to do it quietly now. It's like, I'm going to do the old fake my death yeah all the millionaires know this trick <laughs> right and all the money is in a swiss bank account in bermuda <laughs> <laughs> oh 
I'll get that back next week. Yeah, and that's the book. Uh, it's kind of lengthy. Um, a lot of repetition in things, um, a lot of symbolism in it, a lot of hate to the government within it. A lot of hate to just people in general. Yeah, as like, um, yeah. He does not like people. No, I think he's uh, he needs therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know that much about Frank Miller. I, pro- I will probably do more research after this, but it's just very much things that were that had happened. So the blackout, um, a point that I was trying to make forever ago, and I forgot about it, but I remember, thankfully, the blackout, I know in the 70s, New York had a blackout and it was really hot mm-hmm. um, and it caused um, like it was a culmination of like social problems but like mm-hmm. when the blackout happened riots happened looting happened yeah um so reading this I was like oh this must be like relating to that because that was that is scary to be in the middle of that and um kind of for if you're looking at it at a superficial level it looks like no reason at all but like well the second you like look beyond the surface it's very obvious that it was just like a whole lot of like failures mm-hmm from like our government that leads to these things mm-hmm. um and i know they were operating also like in a quote-unquote heat wave which climate crisis 97 degrees it's not a... i mean it's the crime it's... rate goes up when it get when the heat goes up yeah and so i think he just pulled from a lot of like really disappointing parts of history in human history and then just built put like plugged in batman in every single part so it's just like a disdain for crime that is made by people so it's a disdain of people I think it's um I I do I I would agree with that but I also think that like he used the blackout uh it was also I think the only time we had like a positive interpretation of just normal people you Mm -hmm. know because there is looting there is violence there's the asshole with the gun who's gonna sue whoever broke his ankles (laughs) yeah the bomb <laughs> the russians he's gonna sue them <laughs> right good luck uh, yeah you know but like we have that, that guy but that's also the one time where we have people working together to solve problems in a non-violent way that's true that you know it, true. it is literally the only time like we have all these little interludes where it's like oh people are responding to the batman and it's like you see the guy in the theater who shoots people but you also see like uh a guy that like beats up a mugger like it's you have all these little vignettes of people responding to batman and like using him as inspiration but it's all hyper violence and then this thing happens and during the riot you have you have like commissioner gordon's story where it's like two nurses appear to help people who are hurt uh the entire community pulls together to put out the fires all that but you also have the vignette that isn't happening in that area of the kid with the radio and the priest like like trying to help people in the middle of this crisis Mm -hmm. I would say it's the only humanizing moments in the entire book yes I think (laughs) you're right I would agree with that as well yeah you're right I forgot about the little kid (laughs) the guy's like oh the youth and then the youth is like what helps him yeah and I do think it ends in like did you watch the new Batman movie yeah no it's very similar I think I I think the Robert Pattinson one pulled from this a little bit in terms of is Batman like a symbol of vengeance and hyper violence or is he a symbol of hope for a city that's struggling? Yeah. So the ending of this one, which I know, I think the, I don't remember one, which, which one it is, but it's one of the Nolan movies. That's also like, you're like the symbol we need. And it's like, I think in that one, 
I think he's a symbol of justice but in the new movie one of the things I really liked is that he's just kind of like hope like oh I have to be hope and I think this ends in that as well like at the end where it's like okay like here's like a bunch of new young people mm-hmm. who may like develop into something really positive if taken under the right wing yeah so yeah I do appreciate that part of it of the book I mean there's things that like have aged poorly like most things most of 80s. it <laughs> yeah um there's some there's a lot that's like oh I don't know why this is held up so high but I think it's just what it does for like historically what it did for Batman and like setting him as like a hero in a world that is difficult and like how do you navigate a world that's difficult and be like ethical like it does all these things and it answers some of those questions and that's probably why it's held like as lit now um Mm -hmm. or literature but yeah, we did it. We read it. We talked we about it. Um, hopefully editing is okay. I know we, we took some the long road on certain conversations, but I think they were well worth it. <laughs> yep. Any final thoughts from you? What do you, would you recommend? I, Should we have like betterings? Like one out of 10? Like <laughs> one one being of- trash, like 10 being good? I think, I think in terms of historical context for like the Batman franchise, like it's worth reading. But that being said, I don't think this is anybody's first book. I think that if this is the book that like makes you feel passionate about comic books, then you should probably reevaluate your life a little. Uh, (laughs) You said reevaluate your whole life. (laughs) It's Miranda here with a roast. (laughs) Um, Is that a one on the back? it's a five. Oh, five. All right. A so solid five. I would agree. I think I would give it a five as well. Where like it's like so my background. Um, okay, Miranda's an art historian, and I'm just like an English major. So uh, you're not just like an English major. Or like, I am an, an, an you're English. You're awesome. Oh, thanks. Uh, can't take moments. Uh, but thank you. So my degree is in English. I had no like strong eff- emphasis. So have like an emphasis of poetry like that's not how my uh bachelor program worked mm-hmm. um however I took a lot of like kind of like di- I guess like diversity classes I took a lot of like multicultural uh literature classes mm-hmm. um and there's I remember there being there's always going to be a present argument until it changes of like teaching the like quote-unquote like masters or like the foundations um so like in English it's like Shakespeare <sighs> Shakespeare Shakespeare it's always Shakespeare there's like Emily Dickinson uh the other guy Robert Frost like there's like these classics right that are like, considered like English staples. English canon yeah so yes thank you the canon uh there's a word and there's like a, a discussion that's been happening um the change is slow but just like should we be teaching these books now in contemporary life um and that's how I feel about this (laughs) it's like yes it's foundational great it did things for Batman that like we're still seeing ripples of it now and that's cool but should we hold it to such a high standard maybe not considering like the homophobia considering the misogyny the dehumanization of like everybody um, yeah the racism in it like racism the classism yeah now knowing things about frank miller post this work like should we be valuing valuing this 
this highly and I don't really have an answer that's just like a general question that I have when like reading certain works so I would give it like a four (laughs) four to five five on a good day just for like foundational work foundational work alone um but yeah that's the Batman the Dark Knight quotes dun 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 I guess to finish out uh, Miranda do you have a happy story for this week um a happy story from this week okay i have a bit of trivia about this one perfect all right in 1989 when the batman came out like the movie with uh is it michael keaton yeah, yeah. the michael keaton movie all right the tim burton ones yes Hell it yeah. was i felt was... those i know i know but i like those <laughs> Neither Michael Keaton nor Tim Burton uh, read comic books. And so there was a guy that was hired to basically give them a reading list of like, this is what you need to understand what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jack Nicholson did read the comic books. He was very excited to play the Joker. (laughs) Uh, I think you could tell that in the, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but Tim Burton was given every issue of Batman until the introduction of Robin. So he read from like the thirties, late thirties. Shit. So he read Batman who's drawn people off buildings <laughs> and yeah. it shows, it shows yeah. Michael Keaton uh, was given the dark Knight returns. And so he read that book and he, uh, he said, this guy's a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. Like this is a great, this is a deeply disturbed man. <laughs> and so that was, he played, uh, he made the decision to play Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like they're crazy. Like he, he asked like the, he asked Tim Burton to put things into the movie to, so that everyone could understand that. No, 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 no. He's not a good guy. He's not a good guy. Like there's something wrong with Bruce Wayne. Oh my like, God. There's a scene where Vicky Vale, like they sleep together and Vicky yes. Vale wakes up in the middle of the night and he's hanging upside down like a goddamn bat. And that was Michael Keaton's decision. That was his creative decision. Cause it was like, you need to understand that he's nuts. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, thank you for that i like that fact um imagine not knowing anything about batman and then just reading this and then expecting to perform as him holy shit right oh no oh no (laughs) um a happy thing from this week for me i don't have a fun fact about batman um but it's been a long um i just want to say i got through it you know it did work I participated. I was active. We held a little birthday party for my coworker. Oh, that's nice. We got Thai food. Um, and that was nice. And that's that was yeah. That's I watched awesome. oh, I did I saw a movie. I did a movie night with a a former coworker and my friend and mm-hmm. my husband, and it was really fun. So that was really good. Nice. It's been a good week, honestly. It's just been like uneventful, but um I prefer that than, <laughs> than like negative stuff. So yeah, it's been a good week. And I got to read this book again. Um, I guess final thought for this one, like I read it 10 years ago. I probably won't read it for another 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give it just enough time to forget about it. Yeah, to do it again. <laughs> oh my goodness. What movie did you watch? Uh, we watched a trashy 2000s movie called Fired Up. It's like I don't a parody. Know it. Yeah, no, it's not. Well, I don't think it's. I didn't make a whole, whole a whole lot of money. Um, it, I think it. I watch it like as a parody of like, not another. No, not not another team movie because that's an actual parody. Um, uh, but like a parody of like the Bring It On movies and like Ooh. American Pie. Yeah. 
because the premise is like these two guys um, who are jocks they're um football stars they mm-hmm. decide to go to cheer camp to get laid basically <laughs> to go to which camp cheer oh okay cheer camp Got cheer it. camp uh i heard jerk camp and it was very confused oh no 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 well they're kind of like jerks uh and then it's just kind of like it's just like hijinks ensue um but they grow mm-hmm. they they learn that women are not just pieces of ass um we definitely all watched that in brains too and brains too and they can flip um <laughs> and they're acrobats and they're acrobats maybe they're it's the world of this character <laughs> it's acrobats all the way down yes uh all the way to the top yeah we we're kind of like watching it to laugh at the early 2000s you know what i mean like mm-hmm. ironically watch it it was fun i want to watch the dark the dark strange okay doctor strange mm-hmm. but i'm pretty sure i'll get motion sickness so i have to wait until it's released Fair. and then pause it because when i watched the spider-man movie and dr uh-huh. strange was in it there he had like a sequence in it yeah and i did not feel good after that and i was oh. like dang like i don't feel good and then by the end of the movie i was fine and i do get motion sickness so i was like oh i think i got sick oh from all the moving and the fractals and like the multiverseness fair i gotta fair. watch that at home <laughs> so if i need to stop i can just stop it <laughs> well that's it that's our episode it's kind of long uh miranda sorry if you need help editing please reach out i will help it's It's a two-hour episode (laughs) yep welcome aboard figure out structure as we go along um again we don't have any socials yet it sounds like we're gonna set up like at least an instagram so we can put pictures of what we're reading on there and what we talk about and who we clown on um (laughs) Yeah, once again, uh, our TikToks, that's what we have going for us. Miranda, go ahead and lead it. Hi, uh, I am Dino Mighty Miranda on TikTok. Uh, Dino is in Dinosaur, Mighty is in Mighty Mouse, Miranda, all one word. And I talk primarily about the Bat Family and the Robins. Sweet, and I'm Orchata Chica, Orchata like the drink, Chica like small or girl. Um, and I just draw on there. You draw very well on there. Oh, thank you. Uh, I draw well on there. Maybe we'll start, I'll start adding contact. I don't know. We'll do duets or something. Anyway, (laughs) I don't know how TikTok works, you guys. I'm, I'm there. I'm present. I like a lot of them. I spend a lot of time with it, but as a creator, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a learning curve. Well, that's our episode. So thank you guys so much. Um, We are the sidekicks. We are the sidekick. Yeah. That's the name of the podcast. Forgot about that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Miranda from the future. If you would like to contact us, you can reach us at our email. We are the sidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat the sidekicks, capital T, capital S, capital K, all one word at gmail.com. And if you would like to follow us on social media, our handle on Instagram is the sidekicks, all one word. I would like to thank you for listening. This has really been a labor of love and thank you for supporting us. Bye.